It is the October late night of the 18th, early morning of the 19th, PFF forecast. We're closing up week six, gonna talk a little Monday night football. We're gonna do our top five uh, power rankings of the NFL so far. Uh, and then we're gonna get into week seven. It's gonna be a lot of fun, let's rock. All right, um, we talked last night. I was in a car. I was driving uh, on my way to take a red-eye flight. Um, I'm back and I'm alive. You're alive. And I'm, I'm a little hopped up on coffee. It's okay. Um, I thought you were a little bit hopped up on Washington plus three and a half and San Francisco plus three and a half. Oh yeah. From last week. And, Not only and two winners, but some three and a half points of closing line value. It's pretty beautiful. I mean, um, let me just say this. I'm energized by that. I'm energized by the coffee. I had a great time. My, my brother, Rob got married, not actual blood brother, but, um, it was a beautiful ceremony in Napa Valley. And you know, here's the thing with weddings, very small wedding because of, of the pandemic. I think that's the way to go. The food was sensational because yeah. you didn't have to mass produce something. It was at a vineyard. It was small. It was outdoors. Here's know, my man. take on weddings. It's beautiful. The number of invited guests declines monotonically with the age of the groom. <laughs> because because this here's the truth. Because here's the deal. I and I have experience. I've been the best man at four weddings. So I have I have you know I've had yeah, I hashtag, the Jordan of, I of hashtag, best man. I hashtag played yeah. the game. Okay. Uh -huh. So when you're like 20 and you're single, like you want you you want a lot of people there. You're playing sure. the numbers. You know, you're, yeah. Well, then when you start to realize what bills mean, you right. uh, you want fewer of them. But yeah. um, and and as you get older, the fact of the matter is, like, as you get older, it's one of the like. What, let me let me get an example. So like, let's say somebody's like, hey, can you come to my like, you know, we're older. You know, you you have a you have a kid, right? And you're like, hey, can you come to my kid's baptism? And I'm like, when I'm when we're like 25, you're like, of course, man. It's like the first kid in our group. And when you're like 35, it's like. Yeah, um, neither one of us is going to be offended by me saying no. And like, there's more of an understanding there. Yeah, I think you lost me at coming to my kid's baptism. Yeah, but, well, um, as somebody who's attended yeah. a, a, you know, lots of nieces and nephews. It's but anyways, shout out to my buddy Rob and his beautiful wife, Kirby. Um, I survived and I would do it again in a heartbeat, especially if the result was Jimmy G not throwing a single interception. Jimmy G... We lost, well, in that game, the props didn't do so well other than that prop. Because we had a lot of golf. Um, we had some golf overs, and he, he did get to over attempts. And over, yeah, it, yeah, it was I mean, it was if brutal. Cooper Cup catches passes, it's and Woods too, a no brainer. Yeah. But that's why you listen to the prop king over here. Yeah. Because Goff did get over his rushing yardage. Of course which is, he did. Which is, of course, of course one of the, 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 your faves. Um, we, we do also have the lock of the week is still hanging there. So dangling. It is. Um, we, Chicago, we got, first leg of the teaser. Chicago plus eight not only covered the plus eight, but covered but won the game outright. Dallas, who we got at plus – I'm sorry. We got, we got uh, Chicago at plus seven and a half. It closed at plus eight, so we lost some closing line value there. But Dallas at plus eight is now currently a pick em. So if you wanted to tease that, it would have been six, which lost a lot of value. So lost good, a ton of value. Good, good listen good to the show on Wednesday. Yeah, but but we still need Dallas to pull up, pull, 
pull it together. We need Andy Dalton to keep it within a score tomorrow. I'm excited about it. All right, let's do our top fives. Um, I'll let you go first. Well, do you, okay, so we want to just – because my top five is basically like one statement, which is I think Kansas City is the best team. And then I think there's a cluster of four teams that are ahead of everybody else. Okay. Um, and I think the – and I'm not a stickler here for the order, but just so that my top four teams are not all from the AFC, I'm going to go Seattle, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Do you, can you say that in a so enough manner that I can – So Kansas City followed by Seattle, uh-huh. followed by Baltimore, followed by Pittsburgh, followed by Tennessee. Okay. We have one difference. And I am, I am laughing inside. You know why I'm laughing inside? Why is that? Because you put the Pittsburgh Steelers in there. I, well, I know. After. I'm a quick learner. After today, doubling down on your Cleveland Browns love. I, I don't even want a steak dinner out of this one. I, maybe I just want some Tar Heel apparel for this, for this victory. How do you like my shirt? I, nice? I love the Tar Heel. I've had this since I was Tar Heel apparel is awesome. Um, okay, so I have Kansas City. So I actually, I disagree with you about the, the Kansas City and then a group of four. Kansas City is is mortal. They're not. They're great. Mm-hmm. They're number one. They're not. It, to me, it's not this massive gap. Now, do I think the gap is bigger between one and two and two and three? A little bit. A little bit. But here's how I'll go. I'll go Kansas City. Seattle, by the way, the two teams that I picked to go to the Super Bowl. In third, I have Baltimore, and I struggled with Baltimore in three. I actually came very close to putting them in four, and I think you could make an argument that Baltimore isn't even in the top five. I do not have Pittsburgh in the top five. I don't think they should be in the top five. I don't think beating Cleveland and Baker Mayfield is all that impressive, and they played the easiest schedule in the NFL leading up to that game. So beating cracked rib Baker not going to get it done for me. Mm-hmm. The team that I have at number four is the only team in the NFL that has a top five graded quarterback, coverage unit, and pass rush. Tampa. And that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, Tampa looked great today. Well, And here's the thing. I don't even think their offense looked great. Bruce Arians was addicted to running on first down. Tom Brady didn't really have what seemed like a cohesive wide receiving unit. He went to Gronk a bunch, but did so really well, made some great throws there. And... The defense, and you know, we talk a lot about how defense is less predictable. Yes, but the part of defense that matters most is coverage, and they have invested in young coverage players. Now it's fragile, right? An injury here or there, and that could all go away. But for right now, Jamel Dean has an over 90 coverage grade. He's played fantastic. Carlton Davis is good. Antoine Winfield, who they drafted, Levante David is one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. Devin White's a really good linebacker too. He's grading terribly this year, but yeah. I mean, he had a great game today. He did play well today. Um, um, so Tampa yeah. Bay is the team that has kind of snuck up there for me. And I could make an argument that they are ahead of Baltimore. I think them and Baltimore are very close. I think Kansas City and Seattle, decently close. Baltimore and Tampa Bay, I think pretty close. And then in five, I have Tennessee as well. Um, I, I would have thought that I'd be putting either Buffalo or New England in here at five. And I'm kind of surprised that I'm not. Um, but Tennessee... Over the last two weeks, there's one quarterback with a PFF passing grade over 90, who, and that is Who Ryan is Day. New England going to throw the football to when they when they need it in a big in a game against uh, Julian Edelman? Okay, so 
look, I get that they look terrible today. Yeah. And if what Edelman had more pass attempts or the same number of pass attempts, and you know more four and a half times as many passing yards as he had receiving yards today. Sure. I mean, they, so this is what I expected out of Tennessee after the COVID situation. Yeah. yeah. All just right. Brutal. Just not on the same page. I mean, yeah. Cam looked like he didn't know what offense yeah. he was playing. He looked like he looked like what every hater says about Cam Newton. Yeah. He can run a little bit. He's not accurate, and you can't count on him when you need to throw. It's a lot like the Rams look tonight with like oh like the, you and I watching the game together. Basically, like early down, early down run, early down run, and I look to him like. Do they expect Goff to complete this third and six? No. Like, like <laughs> what, what are you the, thinking? What the hell are you doing? Like, it's the same it, when your quarterback just kind of lacks that accuracy. It's and granted, New England does a good job on early downs generally, but but the the Broncos did a really good job of like getting them out of those yeah. situations. Now the team that's that's missing from this conversation that has been in our top five for a while are the Green Bay Packers and the and the Bills. Yeah, the Bills snuck in there. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, the Bills, I, I kind of want to wait on the Bills because what we see from them tomorrow is going to determine a lot. Like, Kansas City, I f know more about their resiliency. I don't about the Bills, and I expect Sean McDermott to be pretty resilient. They have a negative point differential now. I know that's, you know, that basically means we won a bunch of close games and got blown out once. But and, yeah. and they almost let the Rams, you know, come beat that them. Rams team that, that we just watched team. today. Um, and, uh, so here was my big takeaway from watching, because I this was the one game that I was like, I'm watching every snap of this game. Um, you know, I'm obviously not going to watch the Jets-Dolphins game. And um, the first drive of that game, Aaron Rodgers was in rhythm, throwing quickly. Basically all slants over the middle. And then after that, it was like the old Aaron Rodgers reappeared. He was sitting back, his back foot would hit, he'd hitch, nothing. And it's weird because, you know, we talked about this on Wednesday, like he hadn't played coverage units that were very good. In fact, the worst overall coverage unit strength um, against before this game. And obviously Tampa Bay, a much better coverage unit. But I would have expected Devontae Adams coming back to really impact that uh, yeah. ability to throw in rhythm for the better. And he didn't. So um, I'm, not, I'm not overreacting. Like I think I would put Green Bay – sixth here yeah Seven? i don't know i mean like i'm okay, not so, overly concerned so there were four players today that had three turnover worthy plays or more drew Locke, i think you would you would probably have guessed baker mayfield you would have guessed yep aaron Rodgers. the the actually ryan fitzpatrick today had four including two interceptions but you know rogers came into the game today with no turnover worthy plays and almost 10 percent of his passes being big time throws he had one today in 36 attempts um you know they they did drop three of his passes i mean but it was really back to what we were seeing which is for like a low yards per attempt very inconsistent production it, it honestly felt like last year it felt and it, it was like that game where we had the chargers that you know the 10 and a half first quarter mm -hmm. points or, or first half points you know bet that we had where it was like they can't get anything going and you know i i start you know i i look at their schedule it's super easy right so we might this is another thing where we might be getting into arguments with our friend aaron over you know they're 12 and 4 and they're going to go up in the first first round of the playoffs against a team that might be like 11 and 5, 10 and 6. And we're like, well, this is why they're only favored by five and a half. 
because they actually like beat up on Detroit, Minnesota, and Chicago, you know, and, and I don't know, it sucks because the, you know, there was a lot of promise for them this year and, and they really did shit the bed uh, this week. One week does not a season make as no. we saw with the Niners last week against the Dolphins. Um, and, and Green Bay is going to be playing Houston, which has uh, literally zero defense. So it should be yeah. a, an opportunity for Watson, them to get though, right. was tremendous again today. Yes. Um, the fact awesome. that they didn't even cover the spread is, is a, it was, a crime against humanity. It was honestly, that was one of the worst beats that I have taken. We had, uh, we have both Monday night games in the Super Contest, but today we had the Steelers my lock of the century right, of this right. of the year and um and the Bengals, who one week ago you denied yeah it's okay that was a good i mean they ended up losing but i that, can't believe they lost that game yeah, yeah. that was incredible well, rivers actually played well, yeah he came out know, and played like, played well after um, that is yeah, kicking yeah, the teeth yeah. but my point was that you whenever you have a quarterback like deshaun watson and you get a game like that out of him i think he had four you big time throws you have to win, yeah. right? And they just got bulldozed. This was the craziest stat of the um, of the week that I have seen so far. Mm -hmm. So Tannehill was awesome. We just talked about how great he was. The Tennessee Titans averaged more expected points added per run play than per yeah. pass play, which you just don't see. Like the average pass play is so much more advantageous for offenses than the average run play, especially when you're throwing the ball well, which Ryan yeah. Tannehill has been um but that just kind of tells you can about i Houston. can i briefly so you talk about um you know when you get that type of performance out of your quarterback you know you you have to capitalize on it and we and i know i you know kirk cousins today 265 yards three touchdowns in the second half but what i thought was amazing okay watson was second in the nfl today with 199 second half yards third was matt ryan so the falcons get up 20 to nothing at, at the half and frankly they gifted the Vikings a possession Brian Hill fumbled mm -hmm. and to their credit for the first time all year they come out of the second half and they're like look there's no screw this there's no way we're sitting on this at all absolutely not touchdown to Julio touchdown to Hayden Hurst game goes over the total despite being like halfway there halfway through mm -hmm. the third quarter uh game goes over the total by like nine points it was an early week green line that liked it so um I the Falcons game, obviously, because I'm like, you know, misanthropic about the Vikings, mm -hmm. but like it was probably my favorite game to watch today. Not surprised by that. Okay, we'll talk about these teams more as we get into week seven. Let's do like five minutes or so on the Monday night games. Kansas City is now um, five point favorite in Buffalo. This opened at three and a half. I believe, I can't remember if we guessed the same. I, I know I had it four and a half when we guessed the lines yeah. last week. So I'm obviously not betting Kansas City at five. I've already bet them at lower numbers than this. Yeah. Um, total 56 and a half. You know, I think if I had to make a play on it right now, I would I would maybe maybe take the over, like if I had to. But I don't know. Do you think there's some value coming back with Buffalo if you've already got Kansas City not at five I mean if you go um if you took Kansas City against the spread you know then you but you know let's say you buy Buffalo on the money line then there's that Polish middle that you don't mm -hmm. want um which which sucks I think 56 and a half is not great because again you're looking at going over like 56 is a key number now in the NFL 
and you don't want to go you don't you're you're looking for a very explosive game to get over that and there is a significant chance that one of these offenses lays an egg we've seen it before we saw kansas city in la you know lay an egg we've seen buffalo just last week against um tennessee who doesn't have a great defense lay an egg so for me this is a props game um, you know, let's say Mahomes two and a half touchdowns, and you know, you might get a Josh Allen over rushing yardage total. Um, that would be where I would look. I think for this game, it's you know, or here's a question, well, George. Here's the thing if you want props, tune in tomorrow. I, this game starts at five, so I have no idea when yeah. we're gonna have to do this, but uh, 2 p.m. if you're on the Pacific, yeah. uh, time zone, yeah. which is crazy. I wonder if that suppresses it a little bit. The guys are not used to playing that early. Well, here's the here's what I here's so Kansas City minus five is minus one fifteen. If it gets out to six, okay, there, and you really want a degenerate bet, tease Kansas City down to zero and the and the total to forty or sorry to fifty and a half, like that. You know, if you want a sweat on the game, to me that might be what you want to do. Um, but I I just can't at this point the numbers are beaten into place here. Yeah, and you you moving on to the next game you can't really tease it with dallas anymore because as you said that's now a pick um so arizona dallas a pick the total 55 55 flat yeah so if you like this if you like the narrative that dallas's defense and arizona's defense stinks you are getting you know 56 is something this game could land on um my concern here is that arizona's offense is actually not that good and Dallas might want to slow the game down sufficiently so that, you know, this could be a Zeke gets 30 carries game and then it's up it's up for grabs. Um, the other side of it, of course, is that Chandler Jones is out for the season. He was the one pass rush threat that they had. Dallas's offensive line isn't very good, but you're not getting the full brunt of that if, if uh, Jones is out and neither secondary is good. So there's a lot of reasons to like this over, except for the tactical nature of what the two coaches want to do, I think. Yeah, here's the, the reasons I like it. Um, Andy Dalton played really well when he came in in relief, and all three of those receivers will be getting open for Dallas. Now on the flip side, DeAndre Hopkins, one of the three players in the NFL with a PFF receiving grade over 90. To me, I know their passing offense might not be as, as hot as people want it to be, but I, I think he eats um, considerably in this game. And there should be a pretty decent number of plays uh, run in this game. Both teams averaging over 73 offensive snaps per game. All right, uh, week seven, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I have, um, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six. I have six games uh, in the top half of the section. I don't know if we're calling this, you know, I've called it like a million different things. I don't know if any of these are like really a piece of steak that you're going to pay like a hundred bucks plus for, but these are pretty good. This is a really good burger. Go to Jeff Ruby's, you get a really good burger if you're here in Cincinnati, as long as they don't overcook the shit out of it, which they have done for me twice. Okay. Send it back. <laughs> Just had to get that in there. Okay. First game. Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Yeah, this was this game uh, on the look ahead was Tennessee minus one and a half. I guessed, so I wrote here, I've, I've actually written in my notes why. So I wrote pick them and I said, Pitt, Pittsburgh wins against Cleveland, Tennessee struggles against Houston. I, I feel like that's perfect. 
you do feel like it's perfect. Well, I, I think that that was a good, uh, a good reasoning for why the spread would go from Tennessee minus one and a half on the look ahead to pick them. It's actually currently. You're going to let me guess? Go ahead and guess. Um, the Tennessee Titans should be a three point favorite in this game. Okay, so currently Steelers are minus one, minus <laughs> 120. So it's moved a little bit towards Pittsburgh even oh, more than I thought. Oh, my so, God. So, and again, think about this too. The Tampa Bay game went from Tampa Bay minus two and a half to Green Bay minus two and a half mm -hmm. back to one. The, the, that movement was wrong, you know, by the result. Same thing for San Francisco, LA. So, so far, these big moves off these look ahead in the last, last week we're kind of we're not getting the value that that they thought they were getting. So, um, just a thought. I think it's ridiculous. I mean, you like Pittsburgh a lot today, but yes. I I can see why you don't like them now because Big Ben threw for like twelve yards. I liked Pittsburgh, and my reasoning was exactly the way it played out, which was that Baker Mayfield sucks. Here, here's what I here's the bet that I'm going to be on next week, and I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to be on Derrick Henry's under. Like I, it's going to be 200 it's yards. It's going to be like 117 yards, and there's no way. Pittsburgh is – you think Stephon Tuitt and Cameron Hayward are going to let that big-ass dude run? Because, like, Houston – dude, he left Houston on that 94-yard touchdown run. He did. Like, I, they might get thrown on, right? But I don't, I don't think Pittsburgh gets, like, just rumbled on the way that the Houston Texans did. Pittsburgh's going to have to score to keep up with Tennessee, though, in the, in the air because Tannehill is playing his ass off. He's playing his ass off. I think Art Smith is calling his ass off. The the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, and um, I am a little nervous. A little nervous because Tannehill has a propensity to take sacks. It's the only reason I'm somewhat nervous. But fifty-two and a half is the total in this game. I feel I, like that's an under, like a month. Yeah, Pittsburgh's games are like the only yeah. games this year that have sort of played under. No. Opening day against my Giants. favorite thing to do is to be on a team one week and have them do exactly what I think they're going to do, play really well. Zigzag the theory of gambling. No, just not. Don't be a sucker. Yeah. Get off of them early when everyone hops on board. I, yeah. I still think Pittsburgh's good, but Tennessee is um, is definitely better. This isn't bettable though at plus one, right? Like you're not getting a good number. I mean, on the money line, you're well. There's no money line yet, but like you're not. You're not getting a great number here. I don't think this is a candidate. It's minus one, minus 120. Yeah, so Tennessee plus one is minus 101. So you're probably talking about plus 105 on the money line. Hmm. I'm thinking At it, home, third straight home game. Because I'm thinking if it, if it moves out a little bit more, then you've got some... Yeah, some, if it gets to plus three, it's an auto bet, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, for sure. But, but even if it just gets to two... You're not picking up. Oh, it's yeah. Well, yeah. Right now, you're protected up to plus seven. If it gets to one and a half, and that's probably why they have it sitting here at minus one, minus one nineteen, as opposed to one and a half. One and a half, because they're sort of they want to protect themselves from the teaser. Don't you all? Yeah. All right. Next game: Green Bay at Houston. I guessed that Houston would be a six and a half point underdog at home. I said. Uh, the four and a half. The look ahead was three and a half. My notes were Green Bay humbles Tampa Bay, which did not happen, and Houston plays okay against Tennessee, which did happen. Wow. Um, it is three Holy and a half. Shit. I even see three and a half minus one twenty. Yeah, I saw. I see three. In, yeah, so in you're some places. three, maybe even money. Holy hell! 
if this gets to three flat, you have to take Green Bay. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I Houston's not flat. good, dude. Like, this is. I am. So. Okay, just like I did with the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Okay, Pittsburgh's going to kill Baker Mayfield and his cracked ribs. They do it. Okay, now they're playing Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans a much better team with a quarterback that doesn't have cracked ribs. Actually playing very well as yeah. opposed to the Cleveland Browns. On the flip side, you go to Green Bay and you say, okay, Tampa Bay, they had a little bit of rest. They were had a fluky loss to the Chicago Bears. Tom Brady's playing really well. Their defense, for whatever defense matters, and it it's something that's very hard to predict. It's unstable from week to week, but they, to me, have the most complete defense in the NFL. They have a very good coverage unit. They're, you know, all levels of the field, they're pretty together. There are no glaring weaknesses. Um, Houston, uh, the opposite. And Aaron Rodgers, the revenge tour, he's not giving up on that. Mm -hmm. That's not something where he's like, oh, yeah, you know what? It was four games long, and now snap back to reality. Oops, there goes gravity. That was... Uh, Rabbity chokes. Yeah. Oh. Um. So I love Green Bay. At yeah, three. I put I wrote them down as a possible one. I mean, if you get them at three, I'd even take the minus one twenty as the. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was interesting. You know, Aaron Rodgers' first time all season, he's had an average time to throw of three seconds or more. Yeah, but I that this is a totally different. Yeah, Houston's. I mean, again, we've gotten chided before because we flippantly said defense doesn't matter. This is a situation where like. You look at the thresholding, and Houston is just simply – well, for one, today, did did Green Bay's defense play that poorly? I didn't think so. I mean, they gave up a, a decent – they gave up some things, but it was mostly because they were in a bad position most of the and, time. And the, Tom Brady made some great things. Yeah. I mean, look. So, I think Houston can score in this game. Total on this game is 55 and a half. I think Houston can score in this game, but I'm, I'm skeptical that, that they can stop Green Bay. Especially Green Bay off of a off of a, sh a shit show that was today. All right, we are on to my uh, bi-weekly tradition of talking about how Kyle Shanahan is a motherfucking wizard, which he was again today. Because Jimmy God, G, cause Jimmy G sucks. I'm sorry. Jimmy G was. I mean, the first throw he threw past line of scrimmage to Kittle, which was like four yards behind him. The air mail to Juice Check, who's wide the hell open. Um, it's bad. And I, I think he's hurt. I think he's legitimately hurt. Um, but it does not look good. And Kyle Shanahan just, I mean, he put all kinds of things into that Rams defense. Aaron Donald, I got, remember we were talking about this on Wednesday, and I was like, I think Kyle Shanahan's going to have a scheme that, you know, minimizes Aaron Donald's impact. Yeah. yeah, I think he, I think he accomplished that. So whoever, you know, thought I was a lunatic suck on that um the san francisco 49ers had almost double the number of total yards just after the catch that the rams did in total at half unreal all right so the san francisco 49ers are playing the new england patriots in new england i'm very curious to see where this line is i had new england as a <clears throat> four and a half point favorite going into the week yeah where did i have okay uh I had New England minus four. I in my note, so the look ahead was five, and my only note was San Francisco gets back on track against LA. So I I took a point off of it. Where are you seeing this anywhere? I don't I see, see it on it. Pinnacle. I don't see it. On I Chris. see it pre uh, pre Sunday night. It was four. 
Okay. So I wonder if it moves three, three and a I half. I don't think so. I don't you think that the, I mean, maybe right, right or wrong, but I kind of like San, San Francisco. They do, but I, don't you, okay. Here's a, Shanahan was terrific tonight, 100%. Mm -hmm. Can can I pr present an argument, though, that a lot of tonight was about L.A.? You can. I think, I think if L.A. was competent in any way on offense, tactfully. Do you think if Cooper Cup just doesn't drop four yeah. passes well or they don't blow two timeouts in the in the third quarter if they can challenge like there was a play they could have challenged um when they were backed up if they go for a fourth down at some like at a, three or four times when it was very trivial to go for it on fourth down like i think the game's a lot different don't you and and again not to say that shanahan i think did a terrific job and there's an argument to be made that if if la put up there under the bargain, he would have kept pressing because obviously in the third and fourth quarter, we up two scores. You stop doing all the creative shit that got you there. But like, I think some people might look at that game right, right or wrong and think to themselves, geez, that was an LA loss. That is an egregious statement and I will not let it uh, slide on this podcast, this here holy <laughs> ground of this podcast. The Los Angeles Rams, the, pro the thing was that it was ridiculous that the Niners were underdogs in that game. I 100%. That that's was, why we picked them. That was a fucking joke. And all you had to do was watch the Rams play previously when they beat up on teams in yeah. the NFC East. But no one does that. People just look at final scores. They get excited about Sean McVay. And we said this on the show t this morning. The, the Niners lost the most power ranking points of any team in the league. And still, we're only about a point less in our power ranking than the Rams. I mean, even if you considered us overreacting to the situation, it was just a, from a numbers perspective, just an ill-advised Ill situation to have them underdogs. I'm just saying, like, when you look at all of it and say, like, if you're a, you're a Niners fan, you say, okay, how do you feel about Jimmy G coming out of that game? Uh, I'm terrified. And, and, and I think Shanahan is terrific, but, like, if another team is able, and maybe New England's not this good anymore, but if New England were to press their thumb on all the smart buttons in this game. Like, I mean, is a number like three and a half egregious? Would you still take San Francisco plus three and a half next week at New England? I don't think so. I, I would have a really hard time taking either team, Yeah, to be honest. And I think if it were three, three and a half, and I had to take one side, I would probably take the Patriots. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. Um, I think they muck it up. <laughs> in a, in the, the same way they mucked it up with Kansas City on that Monday night where it's just like we're going to play we're going to force your hand and then we're going to pray on offense that we can make plays like they you know I think they're two similar teams frankly I I, I mean New England's not as good tactfully on offense but, but they have they're a, both they have limited. a weapon in in Cam Newton that if yeah. they can get back on track yeah. can be helpful I, I was encouraged by how San Francisco's coverage play today mm -hmm. i mean fred warner is incredible dre greenlaw's very good no sherman either i mean that no was a sherman mosley played really well and jason verrett man that dude is awesome yeah hopefully he stays healthy because he was amazing yeah i mean today. he's healthy coming out of that game so yep. um i after watching san francisco i'm both more concerned about jimmy g but feel much better about basically every other part of the team i mean kittle was terrific as well yeah. so um, I have a really hard time with this game, so I, I think it's a layoff for now.
Want to tell you guys about monkeyknifefight.com. I tell you about them every week and there's a reason because they're freaking awesome. Go to monkeyknifefight.com and you can play a bunch of really unique prop-based games. And if you deposit $20, you get $40 worth of PFF subscriptions, PFF Edge annual subscription for free. It's a pretty sweet deal. 20 bucks to go play a ton of really fun prop games, not just on football, but they have all other sports too. But football is obviously the best one. Um, and so you go get $20 worth of fun, and then you get a PFF subscription that you can use to help you capitalize on that $20. So use the promo code PFF at monkeyknifefight.com for a, a free PFF Edge annual subscription with a $20 deposit. Quick reminder that this podcast is brought to you in part by pristineauction.com. Check out their daily auctions with a $1 starting bid on over 8 thousand football items pristine auction guarantees authenticity on every single project uh, product that's big use promo code pff and you get ten dollars off your first invoice oh and here's the uh, other thing I keep telling you guys this we are going to give away a signed lamar jackson jersey they've told me that this is the case so rate and review with five stars on apple and at some point you may be the lucky winner of a signed lamar jackson jersey a lot of good stuff at PFF. Obviously, the PFF subscriptions, the props tool is awesome. The new DFS uh, lineup builder is a, is a sensational tool for in-season. So PFF subscriptions are great, but there's also a bunch of free stuff from PFF that's worth your time. And I think the number one thing is Chris Collinsworth's new podcast. He does it with Richard Sherman. He had Al Michaels on there last week. I would go back and listen to that. There's some really interesting things that those guys said last week. Uh, new episode comes out every Tuesday night, so you go catch the last one and then uh, check this one out this week. But uh, Al Michaels was on there. It was a good time, and, and Richard had some really cool things to say, as he usually does, um, talking about the Cowboys and their defense, um, talking about um, the Lakers, which I thought was interesting as well. So. Um, some deep thoughts and some interesting things from Chris and Richard and Al on last week's podcast, the Chris Collinsworth podcast featuring Richard Sherman. All right, Tampa Bay in Las Vegas. This is the Sunday night game. I have the Las Vegas. Actually, it's uh, is it your turn to guess? Yeah, the look ahead was two. I said that it would be Las Vegas plus one and a half. Oh, we're going to differ here. Because I thought Tampa Bay would lose today, and they didn't. I have lost. I did. I liked Tampa Bay as I talked to you about the you know Brady kind of being undervalued by the market thing. Um, I had Las Vegas four and a half point. It's three currently, although it's kind of two and a half. I mean, mm. Vegas plus three is minus one twenty four. Total is fifty four. This total is really interesting to me because the Raiders stink defensively. We've gotten a lot of hate mail because we didn't. I talked about their draft as uh, last year, as though you know, Cleland Farrell had nine pressures the other yeah. day, the first game in the history of his career with over three. Um, so apparently, all is right in the world. But their defense stinks, so Tampa should be able to get some run on them. But Tampa's defense should be able. I mean, Derek Carr's BS is not going to fly against Tampa's defense, right? So, like, I don't know. What do you think? I believe that people are a little high on the Vegas Raiders, which is saying something because I like the Vegas Raiders. I talked about how much I liked their 
Um, you know, the willingness to throw the ball downfield, John Gruden, offensive wizard, all these things. But Derek Carr is our 20th graded passer. Like, I'm not overly excited about Derek Carr, despite the fact that I like what the, the Raiders are doing on offense. Um, and obviously, I, I mean, I have this across three uh, at four and a half. So I like Tampa Bay in this uh, a decent bit. Okay. That's a, yeah. Road, road under, road favorites, sorry, on, um, as we saw tonight, road favorites in primetime games, sort of like a, it's tough, but I don't the, give me that bullshit. Don't tell me that Jared Goff is a road favorite is the same as Tom Brady is a road favorite. And get the fuck true. out of here. That's true. Fucking egregious. What was the difference between those two players last year, <laughs> Brady and Goff? Brady was garbage last year, and now he's good because he's got he's got uh, weapons. What's your point? Well, I'm, what I'm saying is, is like, I think Brady is a little bit tethered to how good the play around players around him yeah. are the and same way golf is golf had great receivers last year and yeah. still sucked because he's not as good as tom brady i i still Do, are you going to make the statement that no Jared i'm saying, is good as I'm tom saying brady? that i'm saying that favorites on the road are by by more than a field goal are a tough proposition yes i get that this is also las vegas and there are no fans and this is tom brady but what do you he might be out look you you think that I just Marshawn Lynch has made tons of money selling his shit in Vegas, a, a city he didn't even play in. You, you don't think Tom Brady's going to be out peddling TB12 on the on the strip before the game? We'll move on. Jared Goff, Tom Brady. I, I didn't compare them. I just said same person according to uh, the doctor. It's not what it, yeah, it's not what, it's I what said. you said. That's what you said. That's not what I said. Uh, it's a direct quote. Um, we'll get Zach to cut that up. Chicago goes to Los Angeles to meet Jared, Tom Brady, Goff. That's not what I said. And I said they were both home favorites. <laughs> they were both road favorites this week. Do not cut this bullshit up. Dude, the Rams took a 30-minute private jet up to Santa Clara and played in in a stadium with It grass. shows you how, ten how tenuous being a road favorite is. If It wasn't even that big of a travel for them. New England's traveling across the country, George. I'm just a little. I'm just a little worried. I, look, I'm not high on the Raiders as much as you are. I'm just saying I don't like this number. I get it. Jared Goff equals Tom Brady. Signed, Eric Eager. No. <laughs> All right, uh, Chicago, L.A., uh, the Rams. I have them as a three and a half point favorite against Nick Foles, and I have a feeling I'm a little high on the Rams here. No. The look no. ahead was six and a half. Whoa! I, I in my notes I said LA loses to San Fran, Chicago beats Carolina. Looks like I'm spot on, but I said that was worth a point. So LA I have as five and a half point favorites. You're you're cheating by looking at the look ahead and adjusting off that. It's okay. It's not cheating. It's cheating. That's that's doing my homework. That's cheating. You're supposed to guess the lines. Yeah, guessing the lines is is going off of what of what like the information is right. Okay, what's the line? Where do you see it? I don't see it on here. Uh, let's see here. Six and a half before Sunday Night Football. Yeah. So, I mean, is five and a half fair? Who would you bet if it's five and a half? The, the Bears. Okay. <laughs> I, 
I yeah. I don't want to watch this game. If I wouldn't I wouldn't touch this game with a proverbial forty foot pole. Both of those quarterbacks are egregious. Yeah. So but like I yeah, I guess five and a half is tough because it's not it, it, yeah, six and a half I'm taking Chicago. But at five and a half, I don't know. Yeah, I don't feel great about it at six and a half because you're not getting as much value, but um Look, the Rams have beaten only NFC East teams. That's it. Yeah, the Bears have like the, the... The Bears just beat a Carolina team that's actually decent. Yeah, on the road, yeah. And they played really good defense today because Bridgewater was swallowed up a bunch of times today. Um, I just... Nick, the Nick Foles implosion is like... Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I would put Chicago, Chicago's coverage unit close to Tampa Bay's they they've played pretty well in coverage yeah. this year and I just can't wait for the Rams to throw fades to Josh Reynolds on third and four uh backed up when yeah. they need two scores that would be my against uh Jalen Johnson who's pretty damn good I mean the Rams got away from what they normally do this season they've been all about short passes yards after the catch and they didn't do that and I wonder if that was a product of what San Francisco is able to do with speed, you know, and some of their, yeah. you know, their linebackers being able to move. I don't know. All right. Let's go to Seattle, Arizona. Uh, would you, let's see, I'll, I'll guess first here. I cheat though. So I don't know. It's like, you don't think that's kind of cheating? I looking at the look ahead for guessing the lines and then adjusting. Off well, that. here's, here's my take. If you are somebody who is serious about betting on games, aren't you betting on look-ahead games? Like, at least I'm upfront about it. What? So if, if you're trying to bet these games... <laughs> I'm just asking if the guess, the spirit of guessing the lines is being hurt by the fact that you're already looking at preset lines and adjusting off that. I don't think so, and here's why. Because <laughs> I'd be doing myself a disservice if I didn't bet look-ahead lines. And then, and then I'm I'm setting it on Saturday, so, and I'm here's putting a, next to it a prediction of what happens. So here's a thought: What if you bet look ahead lines after you guess the lines? Well, that, I mean that's essentially what I do. Stop. Yeah. You are you are spitting in circles here. You just I'm told not, me the no. opposite. I'm not. So you're I put, saying I put you these guess I, you guess the lines first, and then you look at the look ahead. Mm -hmm. And then I and then I and I'm then like why why am adjust. I why am I saying this? Well, so for example, Seattle, Arizona, Arizona was three and a half point underdogs on look ahead. Mm -hmm. My guess was Arizona plus four. I said both are buy or pending, so there's really no reason for this difference. So you're saying you're guessing the lines first, you look at the look ahead, and then you don't change your guess. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm off on all of these, right? Like at least okay. a, a little bit. All right. Okay. I don't know if I like I don't know. I need to do some more investigation into your. I mean, I email into your myself every week. <laughs> it's on my. I have Arizona as a six and a half point underdog at home. No. I don't think the line's up because Arizona hasn't played yet this week. Let's see here. Seattle minus three. Wow. So neither has played yet, but apparently Arizona's taking money. Why am I so off on this game? Uh, well, probably. So again, I, look, here, here's the narrative. Here's the hashtag narrative as to why this is the way it is. <laughs> Short road favorite. Yeah. I mean, that's 
people want to grab the home dog, you know? And in some cases, I think it's warranted. In this one, I don't agree with it at all. But at the same time, do you... Wait, what did you have it at? Four? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Do you really do you really trust Seattle to win the game by more than a field goal? I mean, the last, like, 13 victories have been by one I'm score. Ass- yeah, I'm assuming that Jamal Adams is back in this game. The last... The only game that the Seattle Seahawks have won by more than a field goal in the last year plus was in Arizona in like week three. They covered like a they beat the Patriots six by five, and a right? half by more than one score. I thought you said field goal. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, more than one score. So like this, so they the last time they won a game like going away was yeah at Arizona. Six and a half feels heavy um, now, obviously, but I still think three's light. Okay. Let Russ cook. This is his chance. Rodgers had kind of a stinker. Yeah. You know, I mean, Rodgers is not in the grab. MVP race at this point. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Long season. But it's an opportunity for Mahomes yeah. and for Wilson. Here's a good question, though, just to briefly, because yeah. it's getting late. When's the la- what's the worst game an MVP has played over the last, like, let's say, five years? Last year, Lamar had... The Cleveland game, but I don't think he looked like dog shit the way that Rodgers did today. Hmm. Mahomes at 2018 season had zero bad games. He had some interceptions against New England, but then he brought them all the way back, took the lead at the end. He had the Rams game. In all their losses, they he was amazing. Mm-hmm. 2017, who was the MVP in Brady. 2017? Brady and Brady was brilliant the whole season. Like most, Brady was really no, good. they lost to they lost Didn't to the been- Dolphins on a Monday night football game in Miami. It was bad. They lost to Adam. He lost to Adam Gase. So that, so, okay. So it's been two and a half years since a MVP has had that bad of a game. Yeah. I mean, look, Rogers was on fire before it's Aaron freaking Rogers. If he gets back on fire, it'll be fine. It's also so early in the season. If this, you know, if we're later in season, like breeze, when he had that kind of stinker against Dallas. Yeah, that's true. It opened the door for Mahomes. Opened the door. Uh, all right. Those are the, those are the only, um, Good games on the schedule. So now we can speed speed round. Are you ready? I'm ready. New York football giants at Philadelphia Eagles. I have Philly as a four and a half point favorite at home. I have Philly at six and a half six, sorry. The look ahead was six and a half. Whoa. My my reasoning was Giants beat Washington, which is true. Philly humbled by Baltimore, which was only half true since that happened the first half of the game. Philly showed some fight today. Um they did. It is six, so you were. I feel like I've been pretty spot on. Total in the game's forty-five and a half, shaded to the under. I'm off by a decent amount on a few of these. I, I, my thought was that Philly would never really have a chance to win that game against Baltimore, and they legitimately had a chance to win the game against Baltimore. So that I guess that makes sense. Maybe that's worth a point and a half. My futures bet of Dallas minus 125 to win the NFC East is looking really – it's minus 155 now. If they win tonight – I just don't I just don't think that there is really that big of a difference between any of these NFC East teams. They're all just bad. Yeah. Um, Philly is bad, but Philly has some fight to them that I was not expecting. Their defense is garbage. Their receiving core, that Fulgrim guy, is awesome made some plays today um they 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 scored four touchdowns today and didn't go for an extra point once yeah i mean yeah 
I think they're going to battle. Uh, six is too much, though. They're not good enough. But, I, I, but that doesn't mean I like the Giants at plus six. All right. I was going to try and get on that board. No, but uh, Giants suck. Okay. They couldn't even cover the number today. All right. Much to our benefit, I guess. Yeah. Well, as was foretold. Dallas, Washington, another NFC East delight. I have Washington as a – I'm going to be off on this too, I guess. A seven-point underdog at home. I said three and a half. Look ahead was three. I guess the lack of sleep really did get to me here. Look ahead was three. I said Washington beaten by the New York Giants. Dallas still pending. Um, It's currently not up, but it was three and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm way off. Three going into yesterday. I would bet Dallas. Another short road favorite. But, yeah, I mean, fuck. It's like they're terrible. (laughs) I just, I, I mean, Kyle Allen showed some fight today, but he's garbage. It's not good. I'm, a, I'm here to bet teams playing other teams. That's, I just, Washington's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm interested to see how Dallas comes out tonight. I would imagine if, well, here's the thing. I don't think we can actually pick this this week because the number's not going to be widely available until the game tonight and the game tonight if it goes as we think i don't think that three is going to be available to anybody true we'll get out to seven apparently i'm smoking something all right buffalo new york jets i'm gonna i'm just i'm gonna stop guessing here go ahead well look ahead was nine and a half i said jets eight and a half my dumb ass said jets play miami tough and i'm wrong although i saw it I saw it at ten and a half. I feel like ten and a half is probably, but it's taken down now because b- the bills are still pending. But like I said, twelve and a half. I mean, you're probably more right than me. The New York Jets are worse than the Miami Dolphins were last year when they were tanking. Well, the the difference is is that their quarterback lacks all of the spunk that Anything. is Fitzpatrick. I mean, Flacco took a twenty eight yard sack today, and that was our Jets talk. Yeah. Carolina. This is actually a, a decent game. Maybe I should have put it in the other section. Carolina plays New Orleans in New Orleans. I have New Orleans as a six and a half point favorite. I think uh, I said six and a half slash seven, and I'd like to side with seven. I think seven is the right number. You were on the look ahead at seven. I put it at seven and a half. Hmm. I said Carolina loses to Chicago. It was my reasoning. Um, it is seven and a half, but plus one hundred. So we're basically right in the middle there. Seven point two five. I look. I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna feel. About, I can't lay points in New Orleans. That's where I'm. They're, they're is, not good enough. This is a Carolina or nothing yeah, yeah. thing. That you can't. There. You watch the game on Monday night, and they're just not good enough to separate with teams. And I don't care if Michael Thomas plays. He's. He's like. What basketball? Like Michael Thomas is like a nineteen late eighties basketball player. He just leans on you for an entire game. He's not <laughs> like there's not going to be like you're not going to be. It's the Warriors are going to shoot like twenty threes against you in a quarter. Like that's not the New Orleans Saints. Now good for them to gritty and you know come back and everything. Um, total well, on Ted, the, Teddy Bridgewater scampering around like total on this game fifty one. Um, I could maybe tease New Orleans down to one and a half. That would be like my only play here, but no. I mean, it's not great, Bob. I actually thought that Teddy 
made some nice throws in this game in addition to being yeah, kind of a, a an athlete at times. Not consistent enough, no. I mean, kind of the story of this thing. But, uh, yeah, the, I can't lay points in New Orleans probably the rest of the year. Breeze is just not good enough anymore. Not Cleveland, a touchdown. I agree. Cleveland visits us in the Cincinnati Bunholes. They played already on a Thursday night. Cleveland was, what, a six-point favorite? Yeah, when it closed. Burrow covered it, yeah. Of course he did, because that's what he does. All Burrow does is cover. Um, Joey covers. I have Cincinnati getting four. I am. This is the one I'm very, very bad at. So Cincinnati on the look at is four and a half. I said they'd be six. I said Cleveland competes against Pittsburgh. And then I said Cincinnati humbled a little bit by Indy. So Cincinnati did lose after being up 21-0. So that second part is true. Um, but Cleveland got their asses kicked by Pittsburgh. Um, it's interesting that this line is up here because is Mayfield playing? Like he looked like he looked like he couldn't move. It was not good. So so the what Bengals are three and a half point underdogs, and it's trending towards three. Wow. So people just immediately chop ship. Fifty one and a half the total. Immediately jump ship. Here's what I found really interesting about the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns have the number one graded pass blocking unit in the NFL. Remember that was the big issue for them? Yeah. Baker Mayfield has the number 29 PFF passing grade. So it's yeah, not pass, something you like seeing. Yeah. So pass blocking, yeah, it matters, but your quarterback like matters more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just found that that blew my mind. Like, how is that possible? You know, um, and Stefanski is is great. I, I am bummed that this is so short. I mean, yeah. I the, the here's the thing: Cincinnati's does not does not possess a defense. Jesse Bates is fantastic, and then like everything else, it's not yeah. great. So, um, I have a really tough time getting on board with Cincinnati this week. I loved them last week. I have a hard time with them this week. But I'm not betting Cleveland. Yeah, you can't. I mean, short road favorites. Short road favorites with a bad quarterback. Yeah, you can't do it. Not doing that. Short, short road favorites with a goat at quarterback. I can get on board with that. I'm not talking about Jared Goff either. I'm talking about Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean. You're I, wearing the goat on your chest. Look, the last time Tampa Bay was a short road favorite, they went into Chicago and lost outright. So I, I'm going to be a little bit. I'm gonna, I, I'm just gonna pause a little. One bit. game samples. Well, now? I'm just saying, like, yeah, they beat a thousand mistakes. Yeah, on, that's a, sh- in a sh- on a short week. And that, look, mistakes are that again. That's why you know my just my last discussion about New Orleans. It's like I can't lay points with New Orleans. Why they make too many freaking mistakes? They turn the ball over too much. Malcolm Jenkins drops interceptions. Like they're not good enough to like to overcome the yeah. point spread. Yeah, but they have a worse quarterback. Against so you're saying you're saying Bridgewater's better than Breeze. Hmm. Well, so I just said New Orleans. Like I you said, said I, you can't trust New Orleans. I can't trust New Orleans. Right. I the reason I can I trust Tampa Bay more is because they have a better quarterback. Yeah. I mean, my thing again is when you make mistakes, which you are prone to do because the other team forces people to make mistakes. They're an NFL team, unless they're the Jets. Like overcoming a, a the point spread is tough. Yeah. The Raiders happen to make mistakes too. Like drafting Cleveland Pearl. <laughs> don't tell them. Don't tell them that they they love Cleveland. Nine Great. nine pressures. I hope that makes puts them on the field more. 
Um, yeah, I mean, for me, for me here, like, I can't. I, yeah, I got yeah, to move on from this yeah. game. Detroit, Atlanta, your Falcons. You were the one that had the balls to uh, to talk about our Falcons. They came through. They destroyed your Vikings. And I have them as a three-point favorite at home against Detroit. Yeah, you're right. Um, Finally. The look ahead was two. I said two and a half. My notes were Detroit meh against Jacksonville. Atlanta mm -hmm. beats Minnesota. I figured, though that the market the market wouldn't rush to this gold mine that has been the have these people been martingaling the falcons <laughs> the same way they're martingaling the jets just doubling up and now they finally get it all plowed back um i mean hopefully 56 and a half the total on that game is a little high for me um atlanta they, that game did go over today in minnesota but it took some kirky a kirkulean effort in piling up 350 plus passing yards this game here's the deal with this game this game is if you just want to lose weight without working out yeah bet one side which of way would game, you take it just sweat your balls i'm off. not take i would take detroit plus three if yeah. i had to yeah absolutely i'm not taking the favorite in this game all right uh as much as it it was wonderful to see matt ryan play well play julio awesome. jones play well Finally. i mean i hope they get it together be, that'd be really cool. Jacksonville in Los Angeles to play the Chargers. I have the Chargers as a six and a half point favorite. Look ahead was seven. Um, I said seven and a half. I said Jacksonville struggles oh. against Detroit, but I said Herbert Love. It is eight. Whoa! So it's 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 gone past us now. Hmm. I got people got to be sick and tired of betting Gardner Minshew at this point, right? He I am sick and win, tired of wins outright week one, covers the number against a, what yeah, has yeah. amounted to be a good Tennessee team in week yep. two, um, and then lose by double digits to the Miami Dolphins, who actually are pretty good as, as it would as it would happen. Um, they yeah. lost. They 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 haven't covered a number since, and yeah. they got they got pretty much handled today by the Detroit Lions. I know the Detroit Lions because they still lack a defense. And Matt Patricia is bringing that though from New England, right? Well, it's a long journey from nine and seven <laughs> to two and three, three years later. <laughs> it's all part of the journey. Oh man, it's not about where, it's not about the uh, end results, about the journey. Yeah, I my body's telling me to bet on Gardner Minshew again, but I struggle to. Uh, but I think that's there's the no way you can lay the points to the Chargers. Look, Justin Herbert. We're, we talked about this. And this is a mistake we made with Baker Mayfield years ago. There's a difference between being encouraging and being actually good. Right. Burrow's encouraging. He's not good yet. Um, Herbert's, Herbert's very encouraging as well. Herbert's encouraging. Not good. You don't lay eight points. We, with we encouraging? Already, yeah, yeah. We already learned this when J Carolina went in there and won outright. You know, right? when in, you know when you say encouraging, you know what that reminds me of? What I also I'm my speech is starting to really get hindered here. It's the lack of sleep. I apologize, but um, what movie do you think I'm thinking of? Encouraging. Oh, uh, well, it's it's a Vince Vaughn because I have yeah, a little you bit know of that in my Vaughn. Midwest. You know, it's a Vince Vaughn. Um, is it the breakup? No. It's a movie where the first seventy percent of the movie oh, is really good. Couples retreat. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Where the yoga instructor comes up, <laughs> he's like, "Encouragement, yes." 
couples retreat is amazing for the first 75%. So and then good. it hits a brick and then wall. It gets, yeah. And then it gets like, what the hell happened? Yeah, it's it's like they they took one writer and they're like, okay, do this movie. And then he's like, yeah, 70% of the way through, I'm out. And some guy came in, he's like, actually, I really want to redo the notebook in Tahiti. 70% of the way through, he said, look, now I'm just going to go get COVID. It's been too hard this whole time. <laughs> it's all part of the journey. All part of the journey. I actually... It makes me want to bet Jacksonville, except for their defense. It's just so bad. I can't. It's, I, it's tough. I do think there's, I think we'll show some value on there. If I had to bet one side, I would bet the Yags. Okay. Last game, Kansas City at Denver. I'm guessing that um, I will be very wrong on this. So I had Kansas City as a seven-point favorite in Denver. Look ahead was nine and a half. I said 10. I said Denver struggles in Kansas City, or struggles in New England, which didn't actually happen. Although their offense struggled. Kansas City pending. I would imagine it's closer to your seven and a half than it is yeah. to my ten. Sorry, did I say seven or seven and a half? I have I have seven and a half written down. Yeah, you said seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um Yeah, hmm. that one's pending. But I look, Denver Does De- does Denver's win in New New England matter? See, here's why it mattered to me. It mattered a little bit. Because I could have, if you had said they win 18 to 12 in New England, I would figure, you know, Drew Locke was a total catastrophe and they somehow won. Which was, ha- which was what happened. Kind of, but Drew Locke didn't play that bad. He threw two egregious interceptions in the fourth quarter when they were trying to hold the lead. Yeah, but he, he was 10 of 24 for 189 and two picks. His pass rating was 34.9. Sure, sure. I know, but he... Yeah, I guess the turnover really plays are tough. I mean, he also had the most big time throws of any quarterback. So, so he was just YOLOing it to Tim Patrick and pending uh, review and and uh, Albert O. Yeah, uh, look, there's, hmm. I don't know, I I have trouble with all all of these. Um, honestly, all of these games in the crappy section, I have struggled to see an edge on either way. Yeah. So I don't know. The games that I like the most are Tampa Bay. Uh, sorry, with Jared Goff at quarterback. Tampa Bay. The juiced three. Well, no, actually, it's more like two and a half at Oakland or LV. Um, and, I mean, I really like Tennessee, but the, the value isn't really there. Green Bay is the, the other one that I really like. Yeah, uh, I have Green Bay written down. I could come around in Tampa Bay. I also have Seattle minus three at Arizona is the Mm. one thought I had. Like that one as well. So, like where your head's at. Give me three short short favorites on the road is a little bit nervous for me, but we do not have home field advantage as heavily. But you're also taking three great quarterbacks. Yep. Well, two great quarterbacks in Aaron Rodgers. As we found out today, is he elite still? Have we ruled on that yet? Are there any um, interesting teasers right now? Uh, yeah, let's think about it. Okay, I, there's no way I'm teasing Philly down. I like so I like Tennessee. You know, it gets to one and a half maybe. Yeah, because you, you can tease early week stuff. The limits aren't as high, but you can certainly tease early week stuff. So here are a couple that you can think about. I mean, Philly is a money line. If you want to tease that down to zero, basically, in a sixteen a six Man. point teaser, no, um, I, I don't. Yeah, it's too hard. Um, New Orleans down to one and a half. If you want to, 
so the Tampa Bay one is doing teaser protection, right? Because if you get Vegas, mm-hmm. if Vegas was really 2.5, then you get them out to 8.5. Um, Chargers down to minus one. Again, rookie quarterback, I'm not really all that keen on. So I don't think that there are that many teasers this week. Yeah, I'm with you. So right. we are going to debate a little bit more. We'll, we'll write our uh, column up. You can check that out. It's probably out if you're listening to this in the morning. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Hope your week uh, seven or six, Jesus. Hope your week six went well. And enjoy the afternoon. If you're on the West Coast, enjoy the afternoon game. Kansas City, Buffalo. It's going to be weird. And then a um, little Andy Dalton season. Do you think, do you think so here's, here's the question. Does your, to end the podcast, does, the, does your top five change after tonight? No. I don't think so either. I think the Chiefs roll. My Chiefs. Our Chiefs. Our Chiefs. I look, what are you looking at when you look up there? Just, oh, at the screen yeah, of all of us? Seeing, okay. Seeing how the, the thing looks. That's the... Why well, I know. See you guys. <laughs>